0: Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda live from the Sasquatch Casino and wildcard casino sports desk. Here's Eric and Bruce and good
1: morning, everybody. Welcome morning. Drive Goodman Hurdle. Watch us smileysports.com. You can reach us roller auctions, Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman Wednesday, Auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. One thing about you and I and Alex and Nigel getting up early in the morning. If there's breaking news, we usually know about it. And there was, I'm not going to call it a bombshell. I think all of us expected it to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's just when was the bomb going to drop? And it happened around 5 o'clock this morning. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino
1: in Blackhawk. Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, mutually agreeing to part ways. Happened about 5 this morning, capping a whirlwind of 24 hours for coaches that I don't think will ever be seen again when you look at the quality of those coaches. Yesterday started with Pete Carroll, mutually agreeing to step down with the Seahawks. He sounds like a guy who still wants to coach Nick Saban later on about five o'clock at night retires from Alabama. Looks like he does not want to come back. I'm sure NIL and the transfer portal have something to do with that. So let's get back to the NFL. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I find the timing and all of this kind of interesting Monday known as black Monday, Mm -hmm following the NFL season, usually is the day when coaches get fired. I would say the majority of them get fired. Sometimes it leaks into Tuesday. So let's start it off with Tuesday. Mike Vrabel, gone from the Tennessee Titans. Then a couple of days later, Pete Carroll makes his announcement yesterday. And then this morning is Bill Belichick. Boy, that was really well spaced out, don't you think? Yeah. Where everybody gets their own time. I don't want to say moment in the sun, but they get to be the news cycle in the NFL. And then throw in
2: Nick Saban, who really didn't step on Pete Carroll either. No. But I think it's appropriate, and I think it's and, and it, it's the right thing to do. I guess I'll be redundant to start things off. Um, you just wonder... Was this coordinated? I don't, oh, I don't think know that about it was. the. I don't, I don't know about the. I don't. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know about the coordinated. I don't think it
1: was, but I find the timing yeah. interesting, where everybody got their own moment as the lead story in the news cycle in the NFL.
2: You don't lop legends on Black Monday, right? You allow, for lack of a better description, the rigmarole to be cut loose on Black Monday, right? Yep. Okay. And then you get to, uh, to Tuesday and maybe a little dust has settled. Then you get to Wednesday and Thursday and you have platforms that are basically, um, solo and you have the right time. We talked about this earlier in the week. I think one of the two of us said, um, that they'll when, when Belichick goes it'll be done appropriately. It'll be done with respect. It'll be done with um, with the, the, the right nod to the place that he holds in history, both the New England Patriots and the National Football League. Uh, and it'll be done well. Um, I haven't I mean obviously this is still breaking. But um, but it appears that it is being done tastefully and it's be done, being done the right way. From what I've heard
1: this morning from Boston reporters, and right when I heard it, all I thought was Mike Shanahan. Bill Belichick, the GM, fired Bill Belichick, the head coach. And that's exactly how it went down here in Denver with Mike Shanahan. With that, now starts the conversation. Many will say, well, of course he is. Is Bill Belichick the greatest coach in NFL history? I can make arguments for him. Sure. And I can make arguments against
2: him. Which is great. I think it's fantastic because it's never going to be a universally agreed upon answer. Right? I mean, it's just not. We, we, because you can make arguments for all kinds of guys. Not all kinds of guys, but there is a selected group of guys that swim in that pool that you could probably make arguments
1: for. You talk about eras, and eras need to be taken into account for sure. And the key line of demarcation is 1993. That's when free agency began. Mm -hmm. I can make the case that Joe Gibbs is the greatest head coach of all time in NFL history because he won three Super Bowls, with three different quarterbacks, none of them Hall of Fame caliber, but all before 1993, right before free agency, I can make a case for Bill Parcells, simply for the fact that he won a pair of Super Bowls with non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks before free agency. However, he did lead two different teams to the Super Bowl, winning one. He led three different teams to a conference championship game, and that overlapped free agency. Bill Belichick did this all in the free agency era where you know that your roster is going to turn over by roughly 30%. The one constant was Tom Brady. And when Tom Brady left, yes, the Patriots had a 10-7 and record. They They went to the playoffs. When Tom Brady got injured earlier on in his career with Matt Castle, Bill Belichick led the Patriots to an eleven and five record. Right. I think but the number that everybody's going to look at is the number six, which is ironic because that's the same number of titles that Nick Saban won yeah. at Alabama. Isn't that something? And the same number of titles that Michael Jordan won as well. Right. Six, six, six. Put it on top of your head and make a movie about it course,
2: he got another one at LSU, which makes seven altogether. Correct. But but there is no denying Belichick's greatness. If we're going to split hairs and get to the argument of greatest of all time, then there's all kinds of things that you add into that conversation that makes it a great bar stool argument, debate. Um, and I don't, like I said, I don't think that there's anything... If you've got one guy on your mind over another, maybe it's difficult to to change that. But Belichick's legacy is complete. It is undeniable. And, um, and I don't think it's finished. I, clearly, he is going to coach.
1: I'll give Robert Kraft a lot of credit for a lot of things.
2: Let's take away the massage. There jokes. we go. Knew we had That's to mention it. No, yeah. what I'm
1: saying is let's take away <laughs> the jokes. For starters, and I say this with great pride, yeah. that Robert Kraft is Jewish, mm-hmm. okay? I love the fact that he is because I am. When somebody who's Jewish, like a Bernie Madoff does something, I, I take that as a great embarrassment mm-hmm. to me for everything that goes on in this world with anti-Semitism, yada, yada, yada. Robert Kraft is on the other side of the ledger. Sure. Donates millions and millions to charities, including to Israel- but this is why I like Robert Kraft as a football owner. He handled things correctly with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Robert Kraft could have franchised Tom Brady mm-hmm. before he went to Tampa. Yep. He didn't because he knew how much Brady meant to the organization. Belichick, his situation, uh, Kraft could have held on to him for draft picks, but didn't because of what Belichick means to this organization. Yeah. Kraft handled this the right way as the owner, showing reverence and respect for
2: two men who are responsible for six titles with the Patriots. Think about that triumvirate, because that is the most undeniable thing that one can talk about. Having Belichick, Brady, and Robert Kraft. Well, those are the top three things that you need Oh my gosh, to
1: compete for a Super Bowl. Right? Ownership, your, G- your GM slash coach, but really your coach, mm-hmm. and do you have a quarterback? Right. They are the most enviable trifecta arguably of all time, and I don't even know if it's arguable. Right.
2: I mean, you could go back to the Celtics and their domination. I mean, it would be hard to find a comp the Bulls, I guess, to some degree, but football's a different creature but no i mean from that standpoint yeah. that that train has left the station
1: you know it's funny i was thinking about this this morning um and we talk about eras what i'm about to ask truly the answer could and likely should be it's different eras right yeah. you talk about quarterbacks how would dan marino play today Well, it's different eras. This might be the ultimate in different eras type of question. Many will argue that the greatest set of coaches on one coaching staff was Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry with the Giants. Lombardi was the offensive coordinator. Tom Landry was the defensive coordinator. I don't need to go on and on about what they did as head coaches.
2: I think the the trophy for the league champion is named after one of them. Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. Could you now argue, I know it's different eras, that the greatest two coaches on one coaching staff is Belichick and Nick Saban with the Browns. I understand that Saban made his hay mm-hmm. in college football. Right. I'm just talking about coaches. Yeah. Coaches. Because between Saban and Belichick, they have 13 titles. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that for a second. They were on the same staff as uh, with the Cleveland Browns. But I'll tell you what's interesting. I was talking to my father about this this morning. I put it out on Twitter. There is one man who completely changed the course of football history. And nobody knows his name. And probably people will never know his name. And that is the team doctor of the Miami Dolphins. Think about how this man would have changed the course of NFL history if he did not pass Drew Brees' When he had his physical. Think about how that could have changed the complete trajectory of football. If Drew Brees passes his physical with the Miami Dolphins, Drew Brees could have very well played for Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins. Nick Saban to this day complains about that team doctor. Mm-hmm. So Nick Saban stays with Miami. If he stays with Miami, Alabama doesn't have all those championships. Sean Payton doesn't have Drew Brees. Yeah. Right. Right. And he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And I can almost guarantee it, I'd bet my house against a cup of coffee, that Sean Payton is not the head coach right now of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, probably so. It's funny. We don't know the guy's name,
2: but think about what he did for Alabama and the city of New Orleans. What is the what's the saying? Is is there a saying everything turns on a trifle? You never know when something happens, when someone steps on a pebble, right, or slips on a curb, or whatever the case may be. That one incident can affect, in domino, in a domino form, uh, the hist- Well, the future of that particular business, sport. It- Whatever the case may be, if
1: Peyton Manning doesn't have neck problems, mm-hmm. we're not talking about right. going to the Super Bowl in thirteen and
2: fifteen. Mm-hmm. All of those things, revisionist history. Is sure, thing? absolutely. But there's a, th- but as in all things in sports, in particular, there's always a thin line, isn't there? I mean, it's a, it's it's a thin line. You take one person out of the equation, and history, as we know it, has changed. Right. It's that simple. I think there have been
1: like TV shows made on that premise. Yeah. Or movies made on that premise. What if this doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. How does this change the course of history? Coming up after the break, Pete Carroll is out as well. So now you have Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick all available. We expect Jim Harbaugh to jump into the mix. If the Broncos had a head coaching opening today, And you take those guys and then throw into Jim Schwartz. Yeah. Right? Sure. And some other guys. Where would Sean Payton be on that list? That's next.
0: You can run the mile, you can walk straight through hell with a smile The The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down At the big lake they call Gitchagoolie the lake, it is said, never gives up for dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmonds. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get involved. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, as parents, we do everything we can to protect our children and to protect our family while we're here. The question is, what have you planned if God forbid you are not here suddenly? My suggestion, go to Dan McKenzie, the McKenzie Law Firm. Mandy and I, we went to Dan. Uh, I thought we were gonna do wills and he said to me you might wanna consider a trust. When he explained the differences, I'm thinking why in the heck did I ever consider consider a will? There's a huge difference. Protect your family while you can because when you're not here, you can't because there are a lot of challenges And a lot of hurdles that your family are going to have to deal with if, God forbid, things aren't taken care of today. And even if you're single, there's a reason to talk to Dan because there are a lot of things that need to be taken care of as well. I trust Dan. I believe in what he does. He's great at what he does. Go to coplans.co, coplans.co, or give him a call, 833-CO-PLANS. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. So Pete Carroll
1: is out with the Seahawks listening to his press conference yesterday. He sounds like a guy who still wants to coach at the age of 72. Good for him. The word I would use for him that I would not use for Bill Belichick is spry. This guy is spry. He is. Tons of energy. Yeah. I mean, you saw him. I think it was. I think it was last season or this season. This guy is throwing passes. Yeah. To wide receivers. Sure. Point is. He chews gum. Right. Point is. I mean, you know. He is out, but he wants to still coach. Sure. It's our understanding. Bill Belichick still wants to coach. Mike Vrabel still wants to coach. Jim Harbaugh could join the NFL. We don't know where he's going to wind up. We know who the front runners are. Certainly the Chargers. Being at the top of the list because of Harbaugh, or excuse me, because of Herbert. With that, if the Broncos had a opening today, okay, and Sean Payton was in the mix, where would you put Jim Harbaugh on this list?
2: Well, Jim Harbaugh was—I mean, where would you put Jim Harbaugh? Was the, was where would you put Payton on the list of the guys who are currently? I'll go better? back to Jim Harbaugh. He was arguably. But to my understanding, Not arguably. He was. their first pick, Right, it would stand to reason he would be their first pick again. Who's after that? Um,
1: Would you put Peyton? Would you put Belichick? Would you put Vrabel? Would you put
2: Carroll? Yeah. Well, I mean, probably probably Belichick. I mean, and, and, and I don't know if Belichick would move to the to the top of the... I, I don't know about the sensibilities and the and the comfort with that kind of personality, um, although he and Peyton both come from old-school mentalities, certainly. Um, but no, I would say that Harbaugh was their top pick last year, I, I, which would mean to me, why would it be any different this year unless Belichick or Vrabel or someone like that trumps him? Just because he's coming from the NFL and not coming from college football,
1: I don't think Peyton would be on the list. Not for the reason that you think I'm going to say, though. Why are you giving up draft picks when you can have Carroll for nothing? Why are you giving up draft picks when you can have Rabel for nothing? Yeah. Why would you have? Why would you have Peyton when you can have Belichick for nothing? Yeah. I think that's where the discussion begins, as much as anything else begins? Be- I think
2: it's a factor. I don't know if it
1: begins there. I think that's a big factor that mm-hmm. they had to give up a first and a second round pick yeah. for Sean Payton. That that begin the, the conversation begins there. Is he worth it knowing we have to give this up? I'll tell you what I feel badly for are a lot of these young up and coming coaches who might get pushed to the side for the moment. And by the way, I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to the Patriots like everybody thinks. Why? Because they already have a guy there. Mayo? Yes. He will absolutely be the head coach. Hmm. If somebody said to me, I'll bet you 100 bucks on who it's going to be, I'll take Mayo all day. <sighs> all day. Mayo is an up-and-comer like a D'Amico Ryans.
2: Yeah. They've had a lot of up-and-comers on that New England Coaching tree Vrabel, hasn't worked out. Vrabel is not part of that coaching tree. That's my point. That's probably That may be more of an advantage than a disadvantage. I will be stunned if it
1: is not Mayo. Well, it would make sense. Mayo's a different type of cat. Yeah. First of all, he played. Yep. Okay, that's for starters. Bill O'Brien didn't. Josh McDaniels didn't. Right. I think, I think just to keep continuity,
2: it would wind up being him. Well, continuity for, uh, okay, yeah, I I can see that. Now that we, but I but I'm not going to shelve Mike Vrabel being back in New England. I'm not going to shelve it either.
1: Yeah, I, it's going to be one of those two guys, for sure. Yes. With that, now that we've seen Sean Payton for one full year, when he's had two lattes, when we're standing on Compete Street, knowing what happened with Russell Wilson. Knowing that the team did make progress, let's take the good with the not so good. Okay. Do you wish the Broncos could have a do over this season?
2: No. That's waving a magic wand.
1: This is Sports Talk Radio. Okay. I, I, this isn't your 15 second soundbite <laughs> on Fox 31. <laughs> this is sports talk radio. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about. Uh, this is that, and you've been doing sports talk radio for a long time. That's
2: a good so, one. So you should know that a fifteen-second soundbite on Fox Thirty-One. Um, I had those. Actually, I didn't have
1: fifteen-second soundbites. No, no, I had 10 second sound soundbites. That was it, pretty much. Mm. We had one or two shows. You have like fifty. You have all kinds of time, dude.
2: If that, it's so true. I mean, I know, that's why it I is, said It is. It is so true. I'm sitting here right now, thinking about filling 30 minutes here in about another two hours. I got to fill 30 minutes on the. Now it's not going to be that hard because there's all kinds of stuff. But we that the 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 shows continue to have to be filled. But let's not digress too much. Timing is an amazing thing. It is. What
1: if this happened last year? And I know we're playing the what if yeah, game. Yeah, I know. And attorneys hate the what if game. Let's not deal <laughs> in hypotheticals. Let's not play what if. But maybe, the, it's unfortunate, maybe the Broncos are too late. I'm not saying that Sean Payton isn't the right coach for this team. Mm-hmm. He brings a lot of good things. He does. He's also brought a lot of drama as
2: well. Unnecessarily so. Self-inflicted. Very much so. Um, no, I'm all right. I, 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 Because continuity is so important for me. I'm not talking about moving on from him this
1: year. I'm saying... If we could take the clock, wind it back a year, and then you have all these guys who are available.
2: Oh that's what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah. No, they're
1: not going to get rid of Sean Payton. No. I don't think they're going to have wholesale coaching changes either. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why I think George Payton sticks around because of continuity, something they haven't had in a
2: very long time. Yeah. I think at this point, and I'm with you, there is nothing more important that well, you got to have continuity that makes sense. I mean it's got to be continuity with some intelligence. And I and I think that they have that for the first time that I'm, I I mean when was the last time there was really any continuity with the Broncos? I, I you can argue from it, offensive coordinators to head coaches to quarterbacks. I mean you can go all the way back to Koob's, can't you? Right. I mean basically it's like a teenager dating.
1: There's somebody new in that person's life every single months.
2: I mean, and people will talk, well, well, Vic was or, there for three years. Well, yeah, but his staff was changing continually. And same with the quarterbacks. Right. And, and that's not continuity, folks. Right, right. So to me, there is nothing more valuable and necessary now for the Broncos than continuity. And it just so happens to be that I have enough faith in their coaching and administrative leadership to think that that's not part of the problem, that's part of the answer. Coming up after the
1: break, Nick Saban has retired, and I don't think he is coming back. We know about his championships. We know about his SEC championships. But there is one thing that Nick Saban brought to Alabama that Deion Sanders has not only brought to Colorado, but you could make the case could surpass Nick Saban. What is it? That's next. A little
0: closer, huh? Are we a real hug. Close enough to look in my eyes, Sharona. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman, Hurdle.
1: Watch us mylifesports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, trailers, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best
1: Cajun cuisine in Denver. Cool little fun fact here. Back in 1979, the defensive, uh, not the defensive coordinator, but the secondary coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes was Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll left, okay. and he was replaced by Nick Saban. Ah, with that, Saban is retiring, leaving a legacy that's going to almost be impossible to top. Although people said that about Bear Bryant, won a total of seven national championships, six with Alabama. With that, his record, 206 wins, 29 losses. Putting that into perspective, Saban had 44 players drafted in the first round, 26 total losses. That's almost going to be impossible to top. But this is the biggest mark you can make the case that he left on the school, and that was financially. When he got there in 2007, and if I am not mistaken, because I'm trying to go way back here, it was that season that Nick Saban... And Alabama played Colorado in a bowl game. I believe they played each other in a bowl game and Alabama won that game.
2: Yeah, the Independence Bowl.
1: With that, Alabama's enrollment increased from 25,000 students to 40,000 oh, dude. students. No question. The majority of those students were from out of state. And they pay three times the number, which is basically what it is today and I know that as my daughters in high school I'm starting to look at how much college costs. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The annual tuition for out of state is 32,000, in state is about 11,000. That means they increased their annual revenue by hundreds of thousands of dollars. How about hundreds of millions of dollars under Saban. Yeah. Alabama paid him 130 million over 16 seasons. You can argue he was worth more than 1 billion. I look at numbers like that I think of Michael Jordan. What Michael Jordan did, he was never paid enough. Think about everything around the Chicago Bulls that benefited. Bars, restaurants, television ad revenue. Everybody benefited off of Michael Jordan. Everybody has benefited off of Nick Saban. When you look at Deion Sanders, and we talked about it, how the businesses made about $130 million Mm -hmm. in Boulder because of the arrival of Deion Sanders. I am not suggesting he's going to win Nick's six national championships. Seven, yeah. Okay. Or seven. Right. Okay. Well, I'm talking about six with Colorado. Right. But if he has this team competitive and the team is a perennial top 25 team, maybe knocking at the door of a national title every once in a while, can you make the case that there isn't enough money that you can make the case that you could pay Deion Sanders? Knowing what Nick Saban did at Alabama, can you make the case that there is no amount of money out there that you can say is enough for Deion Sanders?
2: Well, I saw it firsthand at Kansas State with Bill Snyder, and I know people will chuckle. But, but it, bill, t- but it bill, took a while. The Bill Snyder effect at Kansas State was unbelievable from a standpoint of— But it took a while. Yeah. Deion S-
1: Sanders was immediate, and Nick Saban was immediate.
2: Yeah, but 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 Deion Sanders has got to be competitive. We've gotten through the first part of Deion Sanders. You've got to win games now. It still boils down to beyond the glitz and all of the stuff that goes with it, which is very real and very, and draws people like moths to a flame. But you've got to win football games. It comes down to your relevance nationally and whether or not you are a consistently competitive team at the highest level of college football. But yes, if you get to that point consistently over an extended period of time, then there is no amount of money. You're right.
1: To put this into perspective, Bill Snyder won a single game in his first year. Mm-hmm. Correct. Then they went five and six. Yep. So where Snyder was in his second year, mm-hmm. Dion was in his first year. Right. Now let's be honest here. I don't believe he's going to be here after next season, after his two sons leave and Travis Hunter leaves. What I'm saying is if it's all about the Benjamins, which Dion rapped about when he played, Mm -hmm. essentially it's all about the money. Um, If you said to Dion Sanders, we're going to give you $20 million a year. Do you think that investment pays off knowing if the team starts to get better transfer portal, NIL if that starts to kick in for the school can you make the case you're getting off easy
2: i'm not i'm not million? giving him 20 million dollars a year until he's winning i mean i, that, I, I under- that's my point of that's my point of i, I join the crowd when he proves that he can win football games. was he worth 30 20 million dollars to the school
1: this season yes was he worth 30 million he was worth 40 million 50 million 60 million because of the publicity that colorado got mm mm-hmm because you see the flat irons in the TV beauty shop. Sure. He was worth 20 to 30 million easy this season. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to win. I have no doubt that the team is going to be better next year. I
2: believe it will be better. And let's let's yes.
1: honestly see where it goes from there. Now, what is more impressive to you? Sabin winning seven national titles or Pete Carroll winning One national championship in college football. You can make the case it was two because back in 2003, they finished first in the AP rankings, Mm -hmm. but did not win the national title. Right. You can make the case he really won two Mm -hmm. because they couldn't play in the BCS game because only two teams were invited. So he essentially won two national titles.
2: Okay. okay. essentially it's a stretch, but okay. Well, yeah. th- they weren't invited to play for right. the national title. Yeah, That's not their fault. I mean, did he win one or two national titles? Well, you can only win a national title if you play for right. it. Right. And that's the fallibility of the well, history of college football. I mean, I I mean, I he agree. finished his team finished first in the AP poll. But you're going to give me a comp. Okay, so so what's the comparison?
1: He won one and a half titles. How's that? <laughs> Okay. OK, I'll give you the two kind of like
2: grudgingly,
1: kind of like Colorado <laughs> and Georgia Tech. Yeah, he won one and a half national titles and also won a Super Bowl and went to another. Whose career was more impressive? Because Pete Carroll did it at both levels and he won titles at both levels. Or you have the guy who won seven national championships. The interesting question. Because Nick Saban did not succeed in the NFL. No. Mm-mm. I mean, Jimmy Johnson won titles. Yeah. Right? Super yeah. Bowl and college. Mm-hmm. I think there might be one other guy. I can't remember who it was. But it's a very, very small list. But it's also a very small list. Guys who have won seven national championships. But yeah, like really small. Right. Um, who, who had a more impressive career? Saban.
2: Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven wins out for me. And it's a, uh, but I mean, but I would sit and debate it all day long. Switzer was the other one. Switzer, Switzer Switz, doesn't count. Switzer was. He inherited a team. Coattails. And, and the reason. Coattails in Dallas.
1: Not only coattails. And he, I love Barry. Not, not only was it coattails, he drove off Troy Aikman into retirement as much as concussions with that what do you think is more difficult winning a title in college football or college basketball
2: college it- basketball because of the size of the tournament okay. the suddenness of the ending of seasons yeah uh the weight of playing 40 really high quality minutes consistently or six games.
1: To me, Mike Shashevsky and I'm not including any of the other sports. Actually, I'm going to take that back. The greatest college coach of all time, my opinion, is Gino Ariyama. He won 11 titles. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to cheat along the way no, right. like John Wooden did. Right. That's why I'm taking John Wooden out of it. Mike Shashevsky is the greatest male basketball coach of all time. But I would take Krzyzewski's accomplishments... Well, Shushevsky won titles in three different decades. Mm-hmm. Sabin won titles in three, three different, different decades. decades. But just for the point and the sake of this conversation, I think it's more difficult to win a title in college football. And here's the reason why. You basically have to go undefeated to even get into that game. Unless you are... In college basketball, yeah. you don't. So your regular season, mean every single game means something. If you lose one game, there's a chance you don't get into the playoff. Hmm. Just ask Florida State where they didn't lose a game, right? In college basketball, all you have to do is get in the tournament, go on a six-game run, and if you're a really good team anyway, chances are you're going to get to the Sweet 16. Then it's four games in a row you have to win. But you're going to have a chance to play for the title. In college football, as we sit here right now, I know it's expanding, got to be one of those four teams How, how would you like to be kirby smart you lost one game you went from number one to number five yeah do i think georgia beats michigan i do that's just one guy's opinion and i think michigan is a worthy national champion he lost one game went undefeated during the regular season that's why i think college football is more difficult because every game means something every game does not mean something in college basketball All you have to do is get in the tournament. But then you have to go on a six-game winning streak.
2: Mm, Yeah. And
1: usually two of those games are not going to be layups, but it's not like you're playing crazy hard competition specifically in the first round.
2: If you're one of the top two teams in the SEC you virtually have been in for basically the last six or seven years. And they deserve to be there. And I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. But it's not necessarily always – a one at the top of the at the top of the board one loss can still get you in. here i'll put it to you this way you
1: can go undefeated as we saw this year mm-hmm. and not have the right to play for a national championship mm-hmm. kansas can go 21 and 12 and still make the tournament yeah so you can lose 12 games mm-hmm. and still play for a national championship
2: if, if that's pretty rare but yes there are a lot of 21 and 12 teams... Not a lot of 21 and 12 teams who've played for the national championship. No, no, what I'm saying, you
1: have a... You mean you, mean you mean have the, oppor- in the tournament. You have the opportunity.
2: Okay. You have the opportunity.
1: You're in the tournament. Yeah, you are in the you're tournament. You're in the tournament, yeah. okay? Yeah. You go 21 and 12, there's a good chance you're going to be in the tournament.
2: Yeah. But being in the tournament doesn't mean you have a very good chance to win a national title.
1: There are exceptions, like Villanova or whoever. Right. But my point is... This is one way to put it into perspective. If you go 21 and 12, you are in the tournament. Generally, 85% of the time, if you come from a power conference and you have a couple of signature wins. So if you lose 12 games, you're in the tournament. If you lose 12 games in college football, you've gone winless. Well, it's a little apples and oranges, though. Still fruit. Yeah, it is still fruit. You got... Every game of the regular season, college football means something. Well, and all you have to do is lose one game, yeah. depending on the time of the
2: year, and you don't even get the right to play for a national championship. Yeah, I don't know if Alabama and Chattanooga have much to do with with that. What do you I mean, mean Chattanooga? Well, I mean, you know, the SEC, they all take their game off late in the season and play crap opponents. Uh, I think you can say that about a lot of teams. No, not really. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, feel free. Okay. Just look at what the SEC did. Find me another... Conference in the country where non-conference games are being played in okay. the last four to five weeks okay. of the season against crap opponents. Wait, what do you mean four to five weeks of the season? Oh yeah, they they do schedule
1: a non-conference. Yeah, you game.
2: get a Savannah State in there. So
1: what? You what's the difference between middle
2: of the season and the beginning of the season? What's the difference? What's the difference? You're still playing them? Oh, I think there's a big difference because you have a game that you basically can take off, but it's uh, on your schedule. Oh. And 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 there's a rule against the Big Ten doing that. I don't know what
1: the I don't know what does the Big Ten say you cannot do this because if there isn't, then it's not applicable. Yeah, that's the way the SEC does their schedules. So what? Yeah, other conferences are allowed to do that. Maybe they just don't. Yeah. What do we have coming up on? Just in case you missed
0: it, the Jazz had no problem with the Nuggets last night. And after Nick Saban announced his retirement, what did Shador Sanders do? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Still the sunlight cracks, and when they say the bodies over them, we'll Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle presented by Silterhar Har Mazda, a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. Reach us. Roller auctions. Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors trailers and more get involved get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs the auction is open right now at rollerauction.com time now for the final
0: word the final word presented by greenfield's pool and sports bar in lakewood greenfield's has everything under one roof including the best happy hour in town two for one wine well and drafts from three until 7 (coughs) p.m Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All just in case you missed it, after Nick Saban announced his retirement, Shador Sanders didn't waste any time sending a message to all Alabama players as he tweeted, Alabama players tap in. Uh, do you think Shador tweeting this will help? recruit Alabama players to Colorado?
2: Yeah. I suppose maybe a few. Yeah.
1: He's He's gone on social media, and sure. guys have come because he has said something. Absolutely. I think all schools will benefit. But think about the domino effect that is going to happen. Let's say Dan Lanning mm-hmm. winds up going to Alabama, and it wouldn't surprise me if he It'd does. It'd be a good bet. Yeah, because he has ties to Alabama sure. as a grad assistant. Right. So think of the dominoes. So what's going to happen is, you're going to have guys leaving Alabama because Saban left. Then you have guys leaving Oregon because Lanning. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about domino effects, right? Correct. Absolutely. No question. The, the ever shifting rosters in college football, by the way, how about those abs
1: last night against Vegas and how about those nuggets against
2: a surging jazz team? And by the way, did you know that Michael Malone is one and 14 all time in Utah? Uh, the the
1: win-loss record for any Nuggets team in Utah
2: is not good, right? Right. Yeah. It's really
1: bad. Tough
0: place to play. Yeah,
2: No question.
1: Apparently. <laughs> it's the, that, the Delta Center, I don't know what it's still called. It I don't know what it Delta is, Delta. is now. It's like the
0: Vivint yeah. Smart Arena? Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever, whatever the hell it's Whatever it's the hell it is.
1: It's built like a college arena where they are just on top of you. Yeah. It's not a bad place to watch basketball. No. No. Not at all. Uh-huh. Not at all. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk you any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You want to redesign your entire kitchen. They have the staff to help you out because this is what they do. It's their career. It's not their job. You want extra low pricing on appliances like you and I did, went to their clearance center in Denver. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. Again, you can find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Bill Belichick is leaving the New England Patriots. We knew this was coming. Today it is going to be made official. Two guys sitting on a bar stool. You and me. Is he the greatest coach of all time? Is he? Or is there an argument? I think we can make an argument over that. And oh, by the way, Sean Payton's the head coach of the Broncos, right? Yep. If we re- rewound the clock and Belichick was available, would you rather had him over Sean Payton?
2: That's next. Out
0: of spot. Guns were higher, even if we're just dancing in the dark.
2: Messages keep getting clearer, radio's on, and I'm moving.